Welcome back to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we forge value-driven investors on a mission to live life on their terms. No matter where you have come from or where you are going, becoming a value-driven investor is in all our best interests because becoming financially free allows us to focus on what matters most, fulfilling our purpose. Our community of value-driven investors is committed to showing you the way. With the support of this community, you are sure to reach your goals. For all of us in the value-driven investor community, there is no greater gift than the gift of giving. Because together, anything is possible. back to episode number three of the Value Driven Investor podcast. Today we are talking about what the Value Driven Investor is committed to delivering for you. If you remember in episode number two, we talked about how we at the Value Driven Investor will deliver value to you. We also laid out some of the things you can expect like getting stories about people, projects, and strategies for investing. The key to the Value Driven Investor principles and how we hope to deliver you value in the future through a community of value-driven investors who stand united to achieve one common mission, life on our terms. So after episode one, you know why the value-driven investor believes in you. After episode two, you know how the value-driven investor is different. Today in episode three, we are gonna discuss what the value-driven investor hopes to deliver for you. I would like to start with a story about me, Tim Murphy, and my journey to become the value-driven investor I am today. First, I started with not a clue in the world of what the value-driven investor really is. It has taken me 17 years through trials and errors, successes and defeats to finally define what a value-driven investor really is. It all started with a book by Robert Kiyosaki called Retire Young, Retire Rich. I grabbed that book as I was sitting in my parents' basement trying to figure out my life's path, wondering how I was going to achieve life on my terms. That book opened my mind to how I was going to do just that. I needed to start by changing my words. The words you tell yourself are the magic that will allow you to change your mindset. With a changed mindset, I realized I could change my life's path. So that is what I set out to do. We all start our entrepreneurial journey in the survival phase. It's in this phase where you live or you die as an entrepreneur. It's in this phase where you are tested and you must dig deep because everything you thought was hard only gets harder. If it was easy, everyone would do it. The survival phase is about three things, designing your life, following your passion, and finding your way to make money. As I sat in my parents' basement, this is exactly what I started to do after reading the book, Retire Rich, Retire Young. I did this by educating myself. I bought books, courses, attended seminars, and watched videos. Anything I could get my hands on that would help me find the path. This went on for years and years. I discovered during this time of struggle in the survival phase that it took about two solid years of fighting, grinding, and never giving up before I actually felt like there was a glimmer of hope that I was going to make it as a real estate entrepreneur. Over the course of these two years, I spent money finding the right words, discovering my path, and making lots and lots of mistakes. The number one thing I came to realize over these years, there is no seminar, no course, no information product, and no book that will ever make me successful. The only way I was going to be successful is if I took action and jumped. 
So today, Bob's on with me. So Bob, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, when I got started, it was like in that survival phase, I was just, you know, I was new. I was trying to discover my path, just like you were probably trying to discover your path. And when you're in that phase, you're just all about inputs, taking in as much information as you possibly can, going to high ticket seminars, buying information products, buying software that you think is going to tell you exactly what you need to know, reading books about everything that you want to learn. And then it comes down to even buying coaching programs because you're not sure if you can do it yourself. Bob, tell us a story about, you know, information products or, or these different devices that you used in the survival phase. And, and how did they turn out for you? Did you think that those were the things that got you to jump out of the plane and be the real estate investor you are today? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's actually a, a really great one to talk about. The um, In my lifespan between real, being a real estate agent shifting to an investor, I've probably spent over $20,000 um, on different coaching, education, training, might even be upwards of 30. I actually don't even wanna know how much money I spent because it was like a <laughs> right? freakish ungodly amount between any information, informo, informational course I could get or anything that would help when ultimately at the end of the day, you know, it came back to realizing, you know, the basics, you know? And so my experience, you know, I spent, gosh, when I first started back in real estate, I paid $10,000 in one year just for a coaching program that I just didn't really connect with, you know, and, and, and that was kind of one of the hard parts is, is they, every week I had this phone call with this person. It was like this mythical person almost. And they would just ask me about my numbers and not really want to get to know me, not really want to know anything about what's going on in my life. In fact, like my mom was, um, sick with cancer at the time. And I remember being really pissed, you know, in, in a coaching program with the coach because they just called and wanted to have this conversation about my numbers, this and that and that. And then they want to get off the phone when really like that week, I didn't really want to talk about coaching where my numbers are at. I hadn't made a phone call. I hadn't done anything. I was dealing with a lot of other stuff. Um, and that's when was probably one of my first signs of maybe coaching isn't right for me. And I've always been taught my whole life that when you want to do something, you know, right through um, sports as a kid, all the way through, you know, high school, uh, you got to find a coach, right? Um, and, and that's what I always thought, you know, so I thought, well, whatever I want to do, I go find a coach and I get educated. So I pay for high price seminars and I pay for high price coach. And I think there are certain times in your life where you might need that, um, or you can benefit from that if, if it's right for you. But for me, um, it seemed to be just kind of a waste of money because I wasn't implementing what they were doing because we weren't on the same page. And for example, you know, like. I always worked at the, or I still work at the fire department. And so I have a weird schedule and, you know, a coach couldn't really fit that, you know, into their schedule. So my, my schedule was always moving and they would want the same coaching days and it just wouldn't work out. And so, but ultimately what I figured out at the end of the, at the end of the day is, you know, there's just a lot of groups out there, right? There's groups that are helpful where you can ask questions and where you can get involved and start trying to figure things out. Well, then, you know, there's higher level groups that you can get to and maybe you pay you know a price for that group but then you, you still have a collective of people that are really wanting to deep dive into stuff but at the end of the day tim the one thing that i figured out that was the most important has been the most beneficial to me is finding a mentor you know like inside of yeah dude like inside of uh you know the the program that we met each other the pss program back in the day you know i'm you know i saw you as a mentor 
you know, I saw Ryan Sloper as a mentor, Shane as a mentor, and I've had other local mentors, you know, in my community that, that have given me so much information. Bob, what's and the difference though in your mind a between a coach and a mentor? A mentor is a friend, a mentor is somebody that's in your corner. A mentor um, is somebody that wants to know what's going on in like your life. They understand you've got stuff going on. They're not like, it's not a contractual agreement you know, that you're paying them for. It's, it's not like, you know, your coach for the football game, that you're trying to go to the NFL and you're a million dollar player and he's a million dollar coach. That's a relationship based off of money, you know? And usually a mentor just wants you to be successful, you know, and they uh, know you, like you, trust you and want to see you become well, successful. Well, and at the end of the day, so. Bob, I mean, mentorship is, is part of legacy, right? Like a mentor in my mind, the mentors I've had in my life, they've never asked me for anything because for them, it's about giving back because they've right. received so much probably from a mentor that they had down the road. And I think that is right. a big difference. And that, you know, talking about things that I've spent my money on, I mean, I've spent tons of money on information products, Carlton Sheets back in the day, right when I graduated <laughs> college. I paid Carlton for that too. Sheets, yeah, I mean, he was on every TV infomercial you could find and yeah. I ended up buying his package <laughs> and I went through all this stuff and I read about contract for deeds and all these yeah. fun you know which at the time I was blown away like god this is complicated and now I'm yeah. like man this stuff is pretty easy but when I read through all his stuff and all his information products it didn't get me to make a move. It didn't get me to go invest no. in a property. It didn't get me to do really anything other than to be overwhelmed at all the risk of actually doing real estate investing and all the things you needed to know that were overwhelming. So that was one of the information products where I spent a bunch of money on that and it was just like, eh, that didn't get me to do anything. Obviously I read that book by uh, Robert Kiyosaki and I've read tons of books by Robert Kiyosaki uh, because I think he's one of the innovators in education when it comes to real estate investing but again yeah, for sure. Robert Kiyosaki never helped me invest in the in real estate and then no. you know so there's high ticket seminars I've been to seminars that cost five six seven thousand dollars you walk in yep. and three days later you walk out Bob I know you've been to one of those and you walk oh, out yeah. five thousand dollars poorer but you still go okay well how am I gonna uh -oh. find that deal how am I gonna buy that deal? How am I gonna get financing yeah. on that deal? How am I gonna close on that deal? How am I gonna rent out right. that house? They give you all those steps and they get you excited, but they don't give you that final action, right? They don't give you that final walkthrough. They don't give you that final help to get you to the other side. Um, and that, that's the thing that I see with all of them. And I thought the real estate industry was bad with coach, just from the agent, bad with coaches from the agent's perspective. And the investor side of it, it's even bigger. There's even more people, everybody is, is a real estate coach and the investment world. They all got a program. You know, there's you could spend a thousand dollars for a wholesaling course on how to wholesale properties, and that's the easiest thing in the world to do. You need like two pieces of paper, and you got to find a deal. Yeah, right. I don't understand why you would pay a thousand dollars to have like a sixteen-week course on that. It blows my mind. Well, you know what, Bob? That leads me to my favorite analogy, and I just want to tell this analogy because you segued perfectly. Why do I spend five thousand at a at a seminar? Why am I spending ten thousand a year for coaching? Why am I buying information products for five hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars or a hundred dollars? And right. it all comes back to being scared. And the analogy yep. comes down to jumping out of a plane for the first time. Imagine gearing up, getting instructions on what will happen, being told what you need to stay alive, and worst of all being told all the things that might go wrong.
even though the statistics show you have very low probability of dying there is still a chance it's that fear that holds you back and separates winners from losers okay. if you can get past this fear next thing you know you are up in the plane at 10,000 feet strapped to your jumping partner's back your jumping partner is like your guide when it comes to skydiving he has done it a million times and still lives to take you on this your first jump so you know you have a chance of making it but why is your mind playing tricks on you why are you still doubting your choice to do it because your brain is hardwired to help you make a choice that will reduce your risk when your brain feels like you are taking a chance your brain keeps telling you don't do it you'll die your jumping partner tells you don't sweat it i've done this a million times what do you do it's in that exact moment when your jumping partner is strapped to your back and the green light goes on. He yells into your ear, it's go time. Now is the defining moment. You can turn back or you can quit. What will you do? Bro, I know what you're thinking. You're scared as hell and don't wanna do it. That's natural, trust me, I don't wanna die either. I got your back. Your jumping partner whispers in your ear, boom. Before you even know it, you're out of the plane. Wait! As you're having the ride of your life, the first thing your brain tells you, hey, this isn't so bad. We might actually make it. Then you land on the ground and realize you almost missed out on one of the best experiences you have ever had in your life. All because you were scared to venture out of your comfort zone. You were scared to do something different, to take a chance. The next thing that comes out of your mouth, when are we gonna do this again? And Bob, right. wouldn't you say that that sums up exactly what you're talking about? Why do people pay all this money for all these different courses and all these things when all they really want to do is just invest in real estate? Isn't it because right. they're scared? Yeah, yeah, it's it's that fear, that fear of being able to take that first step and walk through that process. And, and yeah, and fear is crippling, you know, uh, across the board, you know, coming from my fire department background, you know, the first time I went into a fire, it was like the last thing I really wanted to do. It was exciting oh, God, after I got yeah. through it. Afterwards, it was awesome, right? Now I want to do it again and again. But it's just taking that first step. And your brain is just hardwired for from millions and millions of years. Its programming is, you know, fight or flight. And that fight could be taking the step and fighting forward, you know, moving in, and then becoming that successful investor. But so many people are so paralyzed by it. It's uh, I think it's probably one of the hardest things in the world to get over. And I, it was actually brought me, um, when you were talking about that, it brought me up to a very great quote that I don't know who wrote it or where it came from. Maybe I made it up, but probably not. Um, <laughs> but it might have been in a book, but it's, you know, it always, whenever somebody talks about fear, I always tell myself everything you want is on the other side of fear, you know, and that's, that's the um, truth. Yeah, it's a powerful quote. And so whenever I'm afraid about something, I try to analyze, you know, what, why am I afraid? What's holding me back? And then I remind myself everything I want is on the other side of where I'm feeling right now, which is fear. Well, so. and I, I would totally agree with that, Bob, because whenever yeah. I grow the most is when I feel like I'm failing the worst. And yeah. I feel like everything's yeah. going wrong and I feel like there's nothing I can do right. And then right on the end of that, as long as I never quit, boom, it's like, oh my gosh, I look back and yeah. I realize, man, I just made it to another level. And it always yeah. seems like that next level, there's a lot of pain before you make it to that next level. Level, And so that's one of yeah. the reasons why I share that analogy about jumping out of the plane for your first time because one. it's the only way I can really define that anxiety, that nervousness, and that 
pit in your stomach you get before you do your first real estate investment deal. You just don't know what's gonna happen, but if you're attached to someone, someone has your back, you know, we both have those stories, then you know what? Yeah. You know and you realize that each time you jump, you're gonna have a safe landing. And so yeah. I wanted to tell a little bit of a story that I had, and I, Bob's got a story too, because I think this sums up a scenario, live scenario of how I felt exactly that when I went into a deal. So uh, in the episode number one, I told you a little bit about one of the biggest deals I ever did. And this was in the transition of the real estate market from the downturn of 2008 and then the market started to come back in 2014. One of the biggest risks that I ever took in my career as a real estate investor was when I invested in infill development projects, which I do on a regular basis today. But back then it was gonna be my first real estate infill development project. And that was back in about 2013 when the banks quit giving properties away because the real estate market was starting to shift. Instead of losing money, real estate was starting to appreciate and demand was really starting to pick up. Jason, who was my business partner, and I, and we had been doing a bunch of smaller flips, we, can't, we had to come up with a new plan. The margins for flipping these small houses were starting to dwindle. What we were going to do, what were we gonna do? I mean, that was the biggest question that we had to ask ourselves. What are we gonna do because we can't make enough money or margin on these small flips? Are we gonna, how are we gonna go into something that actually is more profitable and, and quite honestly, hopefully less risky? That's when Chris, one of our best general contractors, the guy who grew up in the construction industry and had over 20 years of construction experience at the time said, fellas, we need to tear a house down and build new construction. Go big or go home. And I'll never <laughs> forget that. When he said that, I was like, what are you talking about? Tear a house down? What, what, is, this gonna, what is this gonna entail? And uh, Jason, my business partner, was literally a riverboat gambler. He loved to take chances <laughs> and risks. So he would do anything. He would. He didn't even care. Jumping out of a plane on the first time, he wouldn't want to be attached to anybody. He, yeah, he, he, he would always it. tell me it wouldn't be huh. as fun. And so that was the beauty <laughs> of having Jason as your business partner is that he was always willing to take that chance and yeah. pull you out of your comfort zone. But Chris, he had experience. He had built new construction for years. He had run construction teams for big builders, um, a big local builder that built hundreds of houses a year. And he had also built homes on his own with his own company until 2008 hit and he got wiped out. And that was why when the moment came and we needed to make a choice, I stood in the plane with both my jumping partners at 30,000 feet, Chris and Jason. Each one of them were ready to jump out of the plane. Chris being the only one who truly understood the risk we were about to take, Chris was the only one who had done this a million times. The next thing you know, I was paying $250,000 to acquire the property, this first property, and then I spent another $12,000 to tear it down. And then after that, I got financing for over $400,000 to build a new home. I was into a project for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I didn't even know what hit me. All I remember is trying to sleep at night. All I remember thinking to myself is, what if this goes wrong? What if nobody buys the house? What if I go years or two years or three years? And what am I going to do? Am I going to move into this house? How am I going to handle this? And words really can't explain how nervous or anxious or worried I was. I, I, it was truly, it was, it was probably worse than almost jumping out of a plane for the first time. <laughs> All I kept thinking was, what if this doesn't work? I would lose everything. Needless to say, I jumped. And after six months of stress and anxiety, I landed safely with $150,000 in profit 
and guess what I said? When are we gonna do this again? <laughs> and Bob, that that's you know what I mean. That's that's my story that relates to that analogy. And I'm guessing I know you have an, a story around. You know what? Having somebody that you can lean on when you're about to make that big decision that literally your hands are sweating, you're nervous, and you're probably staying up at night. I mean, Bob, tell me a story. I know you got a story. I got a great story. So for us, it was the most recent one is, you know, actually stepping back, we've jumped leaps and bounds, right? Like in the last two years, since we full dove into real estate investing, my brother, uh, myself, uh, my wife, Shelly, who now works with us, that, that whole process, you know, has been because um, of having people that are there and able to help us jump out of that plane, so to speak, and, and take that dive. Um, but probably the biggest one for us that was causing me like anxiety, staying up at night uh, to the point where uh, I felt like I needed anxiety meds or in the middle of the night, I would wake up and wanna go for a five mile run, you know, at 2 a.m. because I'm just like walking around my house because my heart is racing. Um, but it was the apartment complex that we just bought. Uh, we, per we just purchased 16 units and the 16 unit uh, apartment complex was run down. It's a huge value add, you know, complex. We ended up picking it up for $600,000. So roughly I think $33,000 a unit. And my brother and I, when we were going through the numbers, it just seemed like it was too good to be true. Um, and there was that anxiety with potentially putting up everything that we had into this complex, you know, um, to be able to make it happen. And we're, and then, you know, it got to the point where it was kind of like, we're asking ourselves why, you know, gosh, no, we thinking, oh, we can't do it. Oh, okay. Let's just let it go. And then it would just kind of stick there like, oh, but how could we do it? And really what I learned, you know, at the end of the day, it was, it was all because of the nerves of not, of having done a project that big and working on something that big. And we're still working on it right now. Um, but you know, in the end, just talking to the right people, you know, talking to you, talking to Shane, talking to Ryan Sloper, talking through it more with my brother, uh, my wife, Shelly, and going through that process of all really good and intelligent, smart people. It really came down to um, figuring out two small things that we had to do to get it to make it happen. And then just taking that plunge and, and stepping over that, you know, that boundary of fear and, and, and jumping out of that plane. And now that we have it, you know, it's no big deal. And I was like sitting there thinking, and it's challenging, right? Like there's a lot of stuff going on with this place. We're gonna try to rehab 16 units over three years. We're held up with permitting. We've got all sorts of stuff, but it's all just like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Um, but, but just taking that chance and that risk, you know, this $600,000 apartment complex, my brother has it valued out where it'll be worth when it's done, you know, 1.8 million you know, which is probably going to be the biggest win of our life, you know, and, and that's just me t having, having people there. What I realized instead of a coach is just having people there you can count on, you know, that you can, that you can be involved with, that you can bounce those things off of is the most successful thing you can do because it's taken us from being real estate agents, just doing real estate sales where we we're super comfortable to saying, okay, we're going to be investors. Okay. We're going to wholesale okay, we're going to build new construction. Okay. We're going to buy this 16 unit apartment complex. Oh Jesus. What am I thinking? You know, <laughs> and having, having those people there to bank off of and help you, I think is the key. And, and it's, that's probably truly been the most successful thing. And, and our story just, you know, this whole apartment complex, like I, I kind of rated up there, um, 
with being one of the most challenging projects I've ever done in my life and I'm still working on daily, but it's also been one of the most gratifying things because you can see where it's going now that we're kind of over that fear phase and we're just fully in it. And then once you're in it, you know, once you're in it, you're in it. You're like, I'm getting through this thing to the end because I'm not losing anything here. You know, well, you don't have a choice. I mean, <laughs> so, you're, you're right. pot committed, you know, and once you're pot uh, committed, it's like quitting really isn't even an option. And right. I think that that's the biggest thing that, uh, you know, we want people to understand that are going to follow the value driven investor is that when you jump out of the plane, you can't climb yourself back into the plane. You're, you're <laughs> out, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're the ride. You're, you're going on to the, the ride. The only thing yeah. that you can do is make sure that your chute opens and you land safely as safe as yeah. you possibly can. And, and you know, 99, I don't even know what the stats are on, on skydiving, but I know it's a high probability that you won't die. And let's yeah. call it 99%. So 99% of the time, Bob knows, even though he jumped out of the plane and he's taking on this really big project, the big, biggest project and potentially the biggest profit of his life, he knows there's a 99% chance he's going to make it if he just fights his ass off and never quits until the bitter end. And I think, I think that's right. the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole point of the Value Driven Investor is that if there's anything that Bob and I have learned Ultimately, what we've discovered is that if you attach yourself to someone with experience and you become part of a community of like-minded people who want to share their experiences, share their knowledge, because they know that that's going to be the legacy they leave is helping someone else yeah. reach their full potential. Like, does it really get any better than that, Bob? No, it doesn't. And that's what I love about the investing world is everybody's so, so helpful. Everybody wants everybody to win, you know, is what I always say. Other investors, you know, other mentors and things like that, they're all out there for you. You just have to find them and find the right group. You know, I've been part of other um, smaller investor groups that I just didn't fit with. And so I moved on to a different one. Um, but, you know, with us and everything, it's, it's always been there. It's always been a good connection. It's always been a good relationship. And it's just having those right people to kind of be there and be in your corner, I think is the ticket. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a interesting how great it can be, you know, when you, when you have those people around ready there to help you and, you know, be your partners and potentially partners on projects too down the road, you know? Well, yeah, partners on all kinds so, of things. I mean, and yeah. that's the beauty of having people in a community that have one thing in mind and that's, and that's trying to reach their full potential and living a life on their terms. Because once you've done it, once you've gotten to that point in your life, Honestly, I can tell you that money becomes pretty irrelevant and your purpose and your ability to give back to others so that they can reach the levels that you've reached, it becomes everything. And that's really yeah. why, you know, I've wanted to bring on the value driven investor. That's what I want to give you guys, our audience through the value driven investor. And I know Bob's on the same page and it really comes mm -hmm. down to once you've made the jump, you know, the next step is what's your plan? How are you going to find a community? Like, and if you right. haven't made that jump, how are you going to find a community of people that you can trust? Right. And that is what Bob and I want to do for you at the Value Driven Investor Community. We are going to launch a Facebook page. You can find it and come to it, and it's going to be free. And we're going to put a lot of great information because, again, sure, there's going to be certain things that Bob and I and the other investors in the value driven investor community are going to have to charge for because we right. can't run this podcast. We can't run this organization for free. It just doesn't work like that. But our ultimate goal is that we want to get you out of the plane 
We want you to do your first deal. We want you to grow and truly we care and we want to be mentors. We don't want to be coaches. We don't want to sell you information products. We just want to keep you moving forward so that you can live the life that you want to live. And you know what? At the end of the day, we want to be the ones who push you out of the plane, help you land safely on the ground so you can believe that truly anything is possible. So if you're committed to building a life on your terms, if you're committed to putting in the work, if you're committed to never quitting, then the value-driven investor community is committed to you. So join us, visit us on our Facebook page, and let's get going today. Thanks for listening to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we lead by giving. For more information about our community and what's new, visit valuedriveninvestor.com. The Value Driven Investor Podcast was produced by Digital Legend Media in Minneapolis. Build your legend, digitallegendmedia.com.